0: Us have like a box cutter and a tape measure in every room. Well, I think we do. I opened a drawer, I found a box cutter and a tape measure. So the box I am opening is 10 by 12 and a half, 12 and three quarters actually, and it is about four and a half inches wide. So like a media mail type of box it is from, Studio Two Publishing. So I don't know. I think I feel like that's Pinnacle, but it could be other things like I was like Fun Again. Seems like it's Free League and Modifius, um, maybe. Anyway, well like we, we know like Lightning Sources, um, Drive Through RPG. Anyway, it's got like sort of brown tape to shut it up. I'm just slicing it with the box cutter. The really sharp one that Amy got me. Like, what brand is it? Bird Rock Pro. I guess it cuts through Bird Rocks. Well Studio 2 is nice and they put bubble wrap and I, the circus peanuts. Oh wow oh this is a superhero superhero stuff. Um, from Studio 2, so that is the Superpowers Companion by from Savage Worlds is what I have in here Um, The Great Power Requires Great Rule Set And here is the Superpowers Companion For the latest edition of Savage Worlds Adventure Editions or Suede Um, Chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 and an appendix and it's heroes and villains gear setting rules Powers, power summaries, rogues gallery, items of power, and then the appendix A is the Vasori, the and they talk about necessary evil. I guess that's going to be like one of their overarching themes here, which is interesting as I flip through. It uh, comes in at about 190, let's see, the index starts on page 196 and goes through to. 198 with a back splash of a or the you know last page is um on one side the character sheet and then advertisement on the back side with a pawns and archetype cards and well i did get the archetype cards because i love these especially for people who um don't like to make up characters got archetype cards and i bet you they have like a roll 20 or something thing although they're pretty easy to Put in when I recall correctly. So the archetype cards, uh, 36 ready to play archetypes. It's got pulp, street fighter, heavy hitter, and cosmic crusaders. So actually it's got 12 four color ones, six pulp heroes, six street fighter, six heavy hitters, and six cosmic crusaders, which is kind of cool. Um, they're made with the more skill points setting rule and power levels four and five made with a born a hero setting rule. So I guess four and five being the last two. So and they you know they have like so the first one's like the archer. Probably look at this in more in depth I'm just opening it up. It comes in a nice box so you don't have to like look for rubber bands to put your archetype cards together. I have to slice that open. So wrap around it. And let's see, the first first one is the Archer, and then Archer, Tank, Gunner, Iceman, Firebird. Um, and they have like the ranks on them. Uh, power level three, Seasoned. Um, oh yeah, their rank and then their power levels. So two, their power level two, which would be the Street Heroes probably. I would love to do like a Street Hero type of game. That'd be kind of fun. With this rule set, power level two. Um, I don't know if they're rookies or if they start them out of season. But I definitely want to look through it. And I love the architect cards. Very helpful. Um, dogs are barking. like crazy in the background. So I have to check that out. And uh, finally, Necessary Evil Breakout. I guess I ordered the print copy of that too. And Necessary Evil Breakout is sort of the... Um, uh, yeah, Necessary Evil Street Level supers Prequel to the smash hit. it. says Necessary Evil, so it's street level, and it is done for, is it Suede? If it's not Suede, then, um, then they, I know they have. I have supplements to make it Suede, but they have like, you know, what you do when the, the aliens, and the whole premise of Necessary Evil is um, so New York is the last holdout against alien invasion. In response, the warlord Shatarka placed most of the troublesome Manhattan under a deadly and impassable energy field. Now your villain has to, like, fight. It's like escape from New York. But you're a villain, and it's like a prequel uh, to starting a necessary evil campaign to break out of New York. It seems pretty cool. Anyway, that's uh, the unboxing. Superhero's Companion. Nice. Superpower's Companion is broken up into... Six chapters and an appendix. The first chapter is Heroes and Villains, which contains all the things you need to make characters, including heredity, attributes, skills, new hindrances and edges, new background edges and combat edges, etc. Chapter two, surprisingly, is gear. It's not till chapter three that you have the setting rules, which includes the new terms used in the book. Chapter four is the powers, and there's even a power summary at the end of that. That's about Looks like it's about 52 pages with the powers, and then the biggest chapter seems to be the Rogues Gallery, which is about 60 pages, actually 80 pages of uh, allies and villains. And then Chapter Six is Items of Power, which is not a very long chapter. The appendix is on the the Visori, which are, I think they're using like the Necessary Evil as kind of a not a default campaign setting but a possible then campaign setting uh campaign I guess plot point and the, the story are the evil aliens the aliens that maybe they're not evil the aliens that take over earth and then they talk about necessary evil which is like the bad guys campaign so things are pretty straightforward i think the most one of the most important pages to me in chapter 1 is here on page 10 which talks about the new edges and the new there's a new background edge that everyone gets which is superpowers and this edge grants a number of super power points that can be used to buy superpowers listed in chapter four so there's different power levels like i explained in the uh, overview and unboxing level one is early pulp heroes and teens level two are street fighters level three are true super beings like the four color heroes this would probably be like the default setting um, level four be heavy hitters so like those, the powerful, powerful planetary heroes, personal defense against megalomaniacal world conquerors, etc. And then level five would be galactic heroes. So they kind of break it down the campaign power level. In power one, you'd have 15 super power points and a power limit of five. Whereas in level five, you'd have 75 power points. So five times more and uh, 25, a 25 power limit of 25. So Kind of broken down that way and power limits. Uh, player characters can't spend more than the campaign's power limit on any one power to maintain a particular flavor. So the total cost of the power after all modifiers are applied. So level two hero starts with 30 super power points and has a power limit of 10. You could buy some speed, some sonic speed for 13 points and then add some modifiers to it and then um, etc. So I thought that that's a very important uh, chapter. Then gear, kind of it says with the advent of super intelligent gadgeteers making all manner of hyper advanced equipment, it's inevitable. Inevitable you get some devices. So oh, they, there's a little blurb about capes, which is kind of funny, and how much they cost if you want a cape or not. Different special weapons. And Then the gear also has vehicles, and I thought a cool part of it, uh, starting on page twenty one, are bases, and then there's um a way that the game master and with the help of the players. Well, in the course of their base, a course of villains' base, right? Villains' lair, and then it says, uh, "Step one: roll advantage complication. The HQ's form and how the super team gets it, and then any upgrades that you can get. And I guess you pay XP for the upgrades, or you get upgrades at certain um, certain points. Kind of interesting. I wonder how you get you get upgrades. Maybe get a number of upgrades. Clearly, you should be able to buy." by upgrades, which would be kind of cool. Setting rules, the new term, but there's some limited actions, limited reactions, maximum parry and penalty, plus 10, minus 10. Then how comic book combat looks like. So there's knockback, there's power stunts, um, things about. So how you kind of put the normal Savage Worlds rules into effect in the superpowers superpowers context. Improvised weapons, so if you know you Throw a bus or a tank at somebody. Um, wow, they do a lot of damage. This guy's got to have a lot of points, I guess. <laughs> Synergy with the environment, death and defeat, uh, finishing moves, different styles um, from right. So, four color to cosmic to gritty, fantasy, horror, ultraviolet. I guess you could do a fantasy superpowers. That could be interesting. Um, and then, what kind of power levels they recommend, and and what kind of um, what kind of edges they suggest as well. Zero to hero as well. And then, chapter four is powers. I'm going to pause this a second and uh, check it out before I give an overview. Expect, as you would expect, the Powers trappings is pretty extensive, has a list of powers, has uh, different power modifiers, universal modifiers. Um, The summary is very helpful because it lists in alphabetical orders all the powers in a little, um, like a short sentence and summary, but it has everything from absorption to whirlwind, the base cost, and then there are ways to increase or decrease the cost and if you wanted to make your own character, you'd probably get to have a character concept and then you and the, the game master would get together and uh, determine, right, uh, what the effects that you're thinking of, how that could be modeled, right? So for example, like armor, it's a one per level. And each time you purchase this power, you get two points of armor. You can make it heavy armor. Um... And add up four to that you can have partial protection which lowers the cost so right it's you know like plate armor plate mail or you know gaps in the armor requires activation so you have to like call your armor up uh sealed that's an example so so pretty cool like um yeah this is put a lot of stuff boost lower traits skill bonuses dodging you could be a super dodger healing could be a power of force fields as well, um, invisibility, intangibility. There's even a uh, luck, a jinx uh, power. So pretty cool. Um, a lot of things you could differ- you could model. They even have a way to do like power pools in a way. I was reading here, and they give a lot of examples, which is extremely helpful uh, when you go through here um which i think is neat so i know i saw something about power maybe it was earlier trappings is an important thing like how you want to model your trappings like everything can be ranged attack but what does it look like is dependent on you that's a big a big thing here Um, it's pretty comprehensive here it is so universal power modifier summaries on page 46 on 47 power sets you want to create a character that has different forms and different power sets, you can do that. It tells you how. Um, so pretty pretty cool. Um, ranges are a boost. Devices can put a limitation. There's all sorts of limitations you can put on your powers. Um, it's not as crazy granular as hero system champions, but uh, it's pretty good, pretty comprehensive. I can't wait to dive into it to do it. Chapter 5, like I mentioned, is a rogues gallery. It has your generic or generic NPCs, um, civilians like uh, common criminals. Then it has all the different supers or bad guys: Um, Baba Yaga, Asmodeus. Is that? uh, Yeah, it is Baba Yaga. Wow. Um, Beachhead, which looks like Sandman. Something one called the Black Hole. Um, Someone called the Black Widow. There's the Green goddess here as I flip through. Yeah, Like I said, there's like 80 pages worth of bad guys. Um, the Pied Piper, I'm sure. And they list um, the power level. For example, Searcher here is power level 5, so a galactic hero. Tech gangs they have, and they have the different types. Um, so that's pretty cool. Here's Witch Hunter, which is a power level 3. So pretty neat. I of the power, uh, not as long um like a few pages here some important items of power maybe that come up in the plot point the necessary evil plot point and then the appendix uh, a like i said is a story it has the overmind different troops war masters uh, minions and then it talks about sort of uh, necessary evil the first superpowers book for savage worlds is breakout necessary evil um so pretty neat pretty cool book Uh, Really a definite, if you're going to run superhero uh, games using the suede rule set, I am looking forward to it. All right. Well, that was my mini review. And next up is someone who is going to take the Superpowers book and working on a project. This is Mason Emerson. And he is, well, I interviewed him, which was really cool. Uh, I think you'll enjoy the interview. And, um, well, take it away. Carl from the past and Mason Emerson. Hello everyone and welcome to the Geomologist Presents. I have a special guest for you today and it is Mason Emerson, who I had the privilege to sit at his virtual table Couple weekends ago at BSRCon two, and he ran a game for Savage Worlds Adventure Edition, Suede for short, called Harvey's Heroes, and it was a very enjoyable game. And I wanted to get him on the Geomologist Presents because he's kind of talking about developing this uh, into an, a product, and I wanted you guys to hear that kind of first on the Geomologist and get to know uh, Mason. So, how are you doing today, Mason?
1: Yeah, well, thanks, Carlos. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I don't.
0: Oh, I, we always have background noise on the show, so don't worry about, you know, animals or, or or kids or whatever. It's it's part of part of the, I guess, the uh, the rawness and the fun of the anchor type of podcast. I think so. So I'm glad you're yeah. able to join us. So uh, so tell me about, um, I guess, how we well, we met. Uh, like I said at BS Recon and we played uh, Suede, and you had a very, I would I would say one of the most unique uh, offerings out there and a different take on suede called harvey's heroes
1: No, yeah certainly well to to start with i i love savage world's adventure edition it is a great core engine that can run underneath almost any kind of skin you want to put on top of it and i love a lot of the published settings and everything too but the thing about most of the published settings is most of them are x situation with horror you know, I mean, mm-hmm. their, yes. their flagship product, Deadlands, is a great product. I love it. I run it. I, I really thoroughly enjoy it. But it's Wild West with horror. Um, East Texas University, which I also love and run, it's college experience with horror. So mine, my setting of Harvey's Heroes is a slight variation from that. I kind of got the idea to start it with the It's Tune Time setting that was put out but this one went a little bit further and my daughter and i ended up actually developing known characters for the for the game that would actually help the the story to be told and then when the savage world superhero or the superpowers companion came out recently i realized that by taking these two and tweaking them together i can actually get a Setting that there would be something that would be enjoyable to be played on its own and that is Harvey's Heroes because initially I was naming all I was I was alliterating all the names for all the characters except Jimmy the Rat Jimmy the Rat had to be Jimmy the Rat because mm-hmm. hey he's Jimmy the Rat but when I, I originally had named my hamster character Harry Hamster but it was my daughter who pointed out in an in homage to the Weird Al Yankovic song that Harvey the Wonder Hamster had to be the name of the main character. And that just kind of tied in with Hogan's heroes and with, with all the other heroes type names. So it became Harvey's heroes and we populated it with a whole cast of rodents. And we have a, an erudite transatlantic accented um, British Angora cat named Aloysius Aurelius. And of course his logical counterpart of James Sir Benson, the the hound who lives out in the doghouse in the yard. But of course, once you enter it, because it's a cartoon, it's not a doghouse on the inside, but a gentleman's club with smoking stands and leather chairs. And of course, anybody that any but any other character in the universe can live out there. It's just it's just James Sir Benseman's house. And he wears a smoking jacket but he's in there. So it's And there's a, there's another movie reference in there as well. So nod to anybody who gets that one.
0: Cool. Yeah. So um, I guess, where are you at? Uh, You've kind of given us an origin of the development and then I, so where are you at with this project? And then I guess a follow-up question Uh, you mentioned superhero, which is go really well. I'm going to do like, I do mini review Mondays on my podcast and I. I'm going to about to do a mini review of the new superhero book from Swade. So that's kind of, it works really well to add this uh, short interview onto that, but let's talk about where you're at with Harvey's heroes and then why, why superhero, what makes it like, what, what makes you kind of suggest a superhero choose? supplement? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, where we're at with Harvey's heroes is we are still in the um, early writing stages of it. So my, and my daughter's still making more illustrations for it and, we're working at getting something that you'll be able to just grab the characters and grab individual images out of there and be able to show a setting to your players and just roll forward with it. And it's, and it's meant to be cartoony and zany and off the wall. And that's where, when I was reading through the, the Superpowers Companion, I, I've read the, through the second edition, so this, this new Suede edition of the Superpowers Companion, it actually reminded me of the fact that in the superpowers companion everybody already has the arcane background superpowers hmm. and the and the skill that is used to to drive it is not any necessarily the one skill for a power it's the focus power or the focus skill and that activates whatever powers are not passive powers and so when you when you aren't doing you know like like a, a ranged attack will do You'll still use shooting to do a ranged attack, but if you're doing like invisibility, instead of having a specific skill for invisibility, you have a spe- you have the focus skill, and you roll on that focus skill, and that activates your invisibility. And a raise will give you the better effect. Mm-hmm. So that's why I decided to incorporate it's tune time and set and the Savage World Superpowers Companion and my own bit of writing into it, and it's kind of all mashing together to come out with a nice, silly, fun setting that everybody can laugh at. Even the Game Master gets a good laugh out of it because yep. as a Game Master, I, I I throw it out there and let you as players come up with your own zany solutions to it.
0: And what's the implementation of the focus power that's going to be there incorporated into Harvey's Heroes?
1: Well, I'm going to retool the name of it again. It, yep. Instead of being focused, it's going to be Toonie. Yep. And Toonie is... <laughs> It, just, it covers all the other things that you see in a cartoon that that just aren't covered by regular skills. So that idea of being able to hold your finger up and tell the cat just a second and you take off to the right while he's still looking at your cloud shape on the left or your ability to have a bag that you just suddenly pull out of an internal pocket and you start pulling all sorts of things like Elvis and, and, and other things that have been lost out of this bag until you find what you're after
0: right well that's cool so i guess the inspiration is going to be what set old the old looney tunes uh, tom, and jerry. tom and jerry saturday morning kind of cartoons yeah. or or i guess it would be afternoon after school type of cartoons i think yeah
1: animaniacs and yeah and oh, freakazoid okay. and, mm-hmm. yeah you so you're like
0: bringing the modern stuff in too so well that's yeah, great that's pretty that much sounds... anything
1: that tom Ritter put his hands to yeah, yeah, shout so, out to him he's awesome
0: yeah so you so why suede so what is a uh, just because it's because it facilitates all these different or well savage oh, worlds. Oh, yeah, I had a question. Before oh, yeah, go it. ahead. Yeah, you yeah. mentioned tune tune time. Is that something like?
1: Yeah, that, that was a small supplement so... that was put out. Oh, okay. Oh, it
0: was and for Savage Worlds.
1: It is for Savage Worlds. Okay. And and I have no problems with I have no problems with it at all. It's it's a nice little fun setting and it's scalable to a you know, short episode versus longer a longer series and stuff like that but um i think that that harvey's heroes gives a little more focused into a into the set the cartoon world and it also does allow for both episodic and you know so episodes being a one shot or a, just a standard you know doesn't really contain anything tied together but on the on the flip side you can do a campaign with it and do who framed roger rabbit or something like that Right. You could you could do a longer cartoon show.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's cool. So All
1: going right. back to your other question about Savage Worlds, why Savage Worlds? Because yeah. I feel that Savage Worlds really, it, it is abstract enough in its skills and its abilities and its edges and hindrances that that, that abstraction allows for a lot of space. As an example, fighting. In Savage Worlds, fighting is fighting is fighting. So you could be a martial artist just using your bare fists. You could be a knife fighter. You could be a sword fighter. You could be a polearm fighter. All of that is covered under fighting. And you don't need to get into the nitty gritty, well, I could use a halberd, but I can't use a spear. You know, none of that silly, none of that silliness. I mean, that's where I love Savage Worlds as a system. The Savage Worlds Adventure Edition is the best version of it so far. Mm-hmm. and as a system i i can't sing its praises loudly enough because whereas to use the as what i like to call the peanut butter scale of, of game systems on one side you have crunchy where you have a rule for every single little thing and on the other side you have smooth which is why does the game master even bother to show up because the, the you're just going to find out and play how the story is going to go anyway there's very few calls for dice rolls very few calls for the game master to do other, anything other than set a set of difficulty which you could almost roll on a table to get so it's and there's there's that spectrum there and you know the the long beloved dungeons and dragons kind of falls more towards that crunchy end you know i mean it's got half the, the player's handbook is just spells and that's fine if if dungeons and dragons is the feel you want to go for go for 5e go for dungeons and dragons but if you want to have the flexibility the ability to be able to have a good balance of storytelling and of having rules that also keep you within the constraints of the story savage worlds is really where that where that balance really lies it's come kind of almost the perfect middle of the road system between the crunchy and the smooth yeah i've also enjoyed the the
0: presentation whether it's third party or straight through pinnacle of the different (laughs) savage worlds products i can already think um, i'll ask you this question now so how are you going to are you going to do like a Kickstarter? Is that the plan? Are you just going to put it out there uh, via a drive through or another uh, type of platform? Or how is this going to, how are we going to first see Harvey's Heroes?
1: You know, that part I'm still investigating. Okay. I really, I, I'm, I'm just going to try and put it together as a, as a good offering and then see if I'm going to kickstart it or you know what what have you because right now i don't know really anything about kickstarter other than i buy things on it so you know that's kind of kind of where i'm at you know i i i still have too much to learn on that to really give you a full answer on that
0: yeah and i also noticed that pinnacle um even it seems like for third party stuff they're, they are they kind of have an internal kind of um crowdfunding type of thing so yeah so that's that's so they have you know internal and then they you they or they've gone straight to to backer kit as opposed to a kickstarter so i i don't know yeah. the reasons behind that but i know that like i'll get on the kick on the pinnacle side and go oh they're having a crowdfunding for for this you know they, it's usually it's done and they just need them you know to crowd crowdfund it for for the printing to offset printing costs and or pay more yeah. artists or stuff like that so um so, like, I, but I was just thinking like Kickstarter or some of the crowdfunding because you could have like a stretch goal or something to make archetype cards for all the, uh, all the iconics. I think that'd be kind of fun to have little archetype yeah, cards. With, Cause that that's, that's one of the thing. things I love about playing, especially for getting new players in to play Suede is, oh, here's your character, this neat little, you know, uh, card and it has all the information you need, uh, to play the game. Right. So it's pretty cool. And, um, yeah. I'd and that, really that is
1: one of the nicest things about Savage Worlds is instead of, a, spending, you know, almost a whole session of four hours making one character, you you can make your character in about an hour if you're unexperienced. And, yeah. and sometimes if your character's been killed, which in, in set Harvey's Heroes won't be happening. No. Harvey's Heroes, if your character's killed, you're out for a couple of rounds, and you're, then you're back in again because, hey, it's a cartoon. A cartoon, yeah. You next know, so commercial break actually, or whatever
0: or oh, even bad guys That can have that even happens yeah. to bad guys right
1: yep. yeah if if Aloysius gets a swipe in on you and knocks you against the wall and you take all the wounds you'll be back in the next in the next round full health. so you know but but you can easily create a new character in a more serious game in 15 minutes once you get the hang of it
0: so are you planning on um i know the convention season is coming up are you planning on going to any and and kind of running some of these games or is it sticking to online or what's what does it look like
1: yeah well um coming up in march is our going to be our salt pond up here in the salt lake city area actually oh, I'm in the county just north of salt lake
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um we're gonna i'm going to be running harvey's heroes there i'm also going to be running three other games so i'll be running it's tune time i'm gonna be, i'm not it's tune time i'm going to be running um oh goodness i'm i'm running like i said i'm let's see harvey's heroes I'm checking actually real quick right now. Um, I'm also going to be running um, one called Moon at the Edge of Oblivion, which is one of the Savage Worlds specific setting story ones that they put out. I'm going to be running a Deadlands game called Daddy's Boy. And I'm going to be running the, the one your wife got to play in with me, the first one, um, the game called Chickens in the Mist, which is set oh, in the cool. East Texas University setting.
0: Yeah, neat. So yeah, pretty cool. Good stuff. So is, is salt con like a heavy, uh, savage world or is that just, or is it, um, I know there's some cons that are like you can go there and you'll meet uh, a lot of, uh, creatives, uh, right. So like Jupiter con, for example, in Austin, a lot of savage worlds, especially ETU, cause it's right down the road. Um, right. So something like that, or North Texas RPG con is known for like OSR. So, you know, uh, so, is SaltCon specific like that, or how, how did, or do you know? Or
1: um, SaltCon is actually it started off as a board game conference. Okay, and then it just kind of it it started incorporating the RPGs, and oh, that's cool. And so, yeah, it's it's actually really going to be a lot of fun to get out there. And I'm also going to be running. Um, I'm going to be running. Oh actually one of the ones that i am going to be running is going to be the team it's called um teen crush it's mm-hmm. by a, a friend of mine tracy sizemore and that's superheroes it's 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 um teenage superheroes oh, that's cool you using also so, using savage
0: worlds this way yeah or? yeah oh, I,
1: I, I i primarily run savage worlds i i could probably if i you know if i pushed it I could probably run the old storyteller system. I, I, I kind of have a background that I'm, you know, kind of a grognard uh, okay. and I've been in gaming since about 1980, something or other. <laughs> I'll, I'll just kind of leave it there. Um, but I, I, I started during the satanic panic of mm-hmm. the eighties and my parents wouldn't let me play dungeons and dragons because that was satanic. So I ended up, um, Getting into the, the first role playing game that I personally owned was riffs so oh, wow. you know, my parents my parents weren't paying attention all the way because right. that one you can actually open a, a portal to hell, but <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right there you can actually play. I think you can probably play like a demon or a demon yeah. summoner.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> so, irony, yeah. oh the irony, oh the irony. But yeah, my friend my friend Tracy Hickman was part of the reason why the Satanic Panic ended, yeah. and then I also. I also ran um, I, I got Tales from the Floating Vagabond. Yeah. When Avalon Hill had that one. And that was that was the first one I actually owned and got to play. And, huh. and then I did eventually get into second edition A D and D, got to play some, got to go back and play some first edition stuff. And then I really got into the World of Darkness storyteller system and was and I played that. And then I even bought GURPS and and I am a recovered magic player so you know because like, <laughs> you know, magic is crack for gamers yeah it's <laughs> gives you a quick thrill and a quick high and then you have to buy more stuff in order to have you know, in order good to
0: it. stay competitive yeah it's like a so, it's like an mmo with cards in a way right you gotta get the really latest was. greatest <laughs> yeah i mean
1: i still ha- i still have a nice collection of them i yeah. just don't buy anymore wow. so yeah and then yeah i got i about 2018 um so this summer will be five years um, I had some friends ask me to run a game and I went oh crap I've never really run a game before <laughs> so I threw myself into a now-defunct um, savage worlds game master podcast that was it was it had a lot of good information in it but I can't recommend it to teenagers because they got an e-rating almost every single episode hmm. because of the, just their language and content and stuff yeah. and while they were they weren't great nice people they they just went e-rating and I, and so that's part of what got me headed in this teen direction well that and i also asked myself what was it that made my teenage years functional why why did i you know what what was it that kept me from committing suicide and yeah. it was role-playing gaming and having those friends that were depending mm. on me and having that that family that i built around myself and I thought, since that was the happiest time of my life, and since it had such a good effect on me, since a good result, how could I extend that to teenagers? And that leads right into my Ace Roleplay. Yeah, that leads. I was
0: going to say club. that segues perfectly into your Ace Roleplaying Club, which is a a YouTube series uh, that you can subscribe to, and I'll put the link in the show notes. But like, tell me about about Ace, and and I I think you gave the origin of it. So tell me about yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So Ace Roleplaying Games um Ace role-playing games clubs are um clubs that teenagers are encouraged to set up in their own area with their own friends and i help them find out how to get an adult to be a sponsor now the adult has to pass a background check but that's really easy to do and as long as the adult passes a background check and you can find a public venue to play at you can set up your own ace role-playing games club right there. I teach hmm. you how to be a game master through YouTube videos and through conference calls. So I I can use I, I I can use Google Meet or whatever to meet with you and teach you how to the basics of how to be a game master. And then you get your friends together and once a week you're off your phone for three hours. And yeah. it, it's a blast. We have a club here in South Jordan, Utah. That my daughter, who's 16, is the game master for the the main table, and just this last week we had we had eight players show up, and because of that, that hit the threshold of what we needed to do to split the table. So I took the I took four of the players into another room, and and we had the we had that special reserve room, and we also had a table out on the main floor, and. and we had players going at that. And so ACE stands for achieve, create, and entertain. And it's designed to be a club where teenagers get to, they, they get to choose their own way of handling it and get to tell their own stories. And right. so the sometimes gray bearded old guy here, um, I, I don't have to be the one running the story. They get to run their own stories and they get to have their own experiences. And, you know, if I can even find and help one teen to not commit suicide, then I've paid it forward and I've helped put something good into the world.
0: Yeah. It sounds really awesome. I'm actually going to probably link to the, uh, the, uh, the hotline and the awareness sites for what you just mentioned to you about preventing that and, and su- have some suicide awareness. Um, that, yes. That's really awesome. I know when I was growing up, um, you know, it's more like uh, the cliques and the clubs and the bullying that, that uh, kind of helped me to find um, you know, the the gaming groups, right? Because there, it didn't matter your socioeconomic background, the color of your skin, you know, everything, as long as you wanted to play games, hey, you're welcome at the table. And I thought that was a really positive influence when I was growing up, uh, to keep me, keep me out of trouble, you know, keep me away from the Uh, the meanness that can exist in you know in middle school and high school so i thought it's really great i think what you're doing are there other places that have an ace role-playing club or you just started Um, it
1: or currently we have the the main one in south jordan but Mm -hmm. um i have a friend down in provo who looks like he's going to be able to to spin up an ace role-playing games club oh great and that's that's about 30 minutes to maybe 45 minutes south of where i'm at Mm -hmm. and um and it sounds like we might be getting one going out in Kansas City area. Oh, nice! So, you know, we're just we're just trying to populate as many locales as possible with base role playing games clubs because the whole point is, you know, you, you'll have the gaming brought to you. And in most cases, I mean, I'm I'm hoping to to like hit Elks clubs and, and, and Lions clubs and things like that and find those kind of clubs that would have some that would have some grants and stuff to be able to donate so that way i can help whatever club establishes itself to buy its own copy of savage world's adventure edition at least
0: yeah yeah that's great
1: because that's how you guys go ahead i was just gonna say the nice thing is is that suede you can get a digital copy of it for just 10 bucks on on the the pinnacle website And yeah, they're actually right very now, the only way you get it yeah. Well, they're that's actually the very generous
0: too. If you if you talk to Pinnacle, they're very generous. I know Amy yeah. gets stuff from them all the time, and the, and their their creatives, their regular freelance writers, and their staff writers have a lot of leeway to donate stuff as well, because we have some here locally that regularly uh, do stuff like that. So so it's definitely a great. A, a, sounds like the beginnings of a great partnership, running Suede and then with Ace. Are you guys gonna have a
1: reunion at SaltCon? maybe um yeah we're gonna i'm gonna try and see how many how many of the teams are gonna want to come up and everything that'd be cool yeah and it, it'll be a lot of fun to to get as many of them up there as possible but yeah for my four things that i'm running at um at salt two of my tables are already filled up nice my thursday and friday table haven't been touched yet but my two saturday tables are gone that's so, really awesome yeah,
0: yeah well it's great that sounds like you've got uh, a I'm actually looking forward to Harvey's Heroes and this kind of take on on uh, on suede. Like like you said, a, a lot of things are kind of horror driven. I guess even Rips is somewhat horror driven, right? It's like a yeah. weird sci-fi interdimensional horror. But uh, but you know, a, a light to show that you can have fun and in a lighthearted way using a really good rule system. And it sounds like a fantastic product, and I'm, it's really neat to me that you're actually kind of riffing off the new superhero book as almost like a like an addendum to the superhero stuff. So, so oh yeah,
1: because just think of all the all the silly ways you could oh, take the, sure. the superpowers and just reuse them as as cartoon. Yeah, you abilities. can
0: even yeah, I can already think like from Looney Tunes, anytime Wildy e. Coyote orders from Acme, anytime the when the Roadrunner draws like a a tunnel that only the Roadrunner can use, you know, stuff like that. You can totally think yeah. of, of silly stuff, you know, from, uh, you know, from the cartoons where, you know, that, uh, where all this kind of zany, toony type power happens. So, so yeah. So uh, thanks a lot, Mason. Uh, do you have anything cool.
1: else to, pr- do you want to promote or talk about? Well, I just definitely want to, I definitely want to just give a big shout out to the people at Pinnacle. Yeah. They've, um, you know, I, there's a reason why the core rulebook in print is is unavailable right now. It's mm-hmm. such a good rulebook, and it and just at a cost level, you know, if, if you look at it at that level, when you when you buy into that, you know, that certain D20 system that is the core system to all of that, mm-hmm. you're you're buying in almost at $180 worth of product to mm-hmm. just get started. Savage Worlds, it's one product for. For 40 bucks, 39.99. Mm-hmm. And you get th- and you get the PDF with it. Yeah. And and just the way Shane and 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 Jody and Clint run that run the company, it is so well done. And I really love the way that they that they are really just trying to make an open creative space for all of us. Yeah. Oh, uh, they have their Savage Universe coming out as well. Oh, right. Which is, you know, for people who want to be creative and and even sell stuff they have their creative their their licensing tiers that allow people to create for savage worlds so that's you know that's really one of the great things out there as well so if you're in the salt lake city area come out to salt con march 2nd through the fifth, and um try and grab grab one of my spots at one of my other tables
0: yeah that'd be great Thank you so much, Mason. And thank you, uh, thank you so much for joining the Geomologist Presents. And I hope to hear updates of how, how Harvey's Heroes is developing and maybe if we come closer to whatever crowdfunding you use or if you just put it out and use maybe the Savage Universe, um, let us know and we'll have you come on again. Great, right. thank you, Carl. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.